Hey everybody and welcome to This Week in Points and Travel. I am your host, J.P. Buffett. This week's episode, we'll be talking about Delta Airline scammers, how Breeze Airways is expanding to more routes, how a London-based airport is having its workers go on strike, and the end of the Northeast Alliance. Say it ain't so. Those stories coming up on this week in points and travel. Okay guys, I want to start off with a crazy story that I found this week on Flyer Talk. And the story talks about how a Delta Airlines customer was being scammed via Google. So the person, uh, Shackmail Evans, they were flying out of JFK and their flight got canceled. So what do they do? They go to Google to find the number to Delta Airlines. And when they uh, call Delta Airlines, they get a call back. What uh, is in the call ID says customer service. And they notice that it's a French phone number. Now, I'm just going to stop the story there because to me, that is crazy in itself. If I'm getting, a, if I'm calling Delta Airlines, I am not expecting a French phone number to call me back. I'm expecting a 404 Atlanta phone number to be calling me back for customer service. But that's what they got. On top of that, after they spoke with this person from a French phone number, they get a, a third number. So not even, not they got not one, not two, but three different numbers they have to talk to before they get any actual service. And at this uh, third number, they ask basically, is this person flying for business? And they would end up charging them five times the amount of the actual flight, which sends red flag bells all throughout my head just thinking about it. You charge me five times more, I'll walk. I don't know where I'm going. I'll walk. I'll take a boat. But no. The way that this person, that uh, Mr. Evans, figures out that they aren't a real person, given all the other red flags of the French phone number and being charged five times in the flight, they figure this person isn't, or this scammer isn't a real person because they said they were in Rochester. Now, that doesn't make much sense to me. I don't see how that is the reasoning, but it is. That's the one that reason they gave. They said that given this, that the person was in Rochester, that they figured it was a scam right then and there, which, hey, do what you do. Uh, but they did some more investigation. And the flyer talk goes on to say, after some investigation, Evans discovered that Delta was not the only airline targeted by the scammer attack. The phone numbers of several airlines were changed, including American Airlines, Southwest Airlines, Air France, Qantas, ITA Airways and Turkish Airlines. And Google put out a statement says that, do, that they do not tolerate misleading activity and is working on correcting this. Now, this is a very interesting story because I think a lot of us actually trust Google, the phone numbers that we see in Google for different airlines. And the fact that these numbers can be hacked and changed would really change how we use the numbers. But I will say in the defense of Google and also just in defense of common sense, and I, Mr. Evans, I do apologize if this is coming across the wrong way, but once you see the French phone number, that's, that's case closed for me. I'm looking for a different way to find, I'm going to Delta's actual page. 
that's the thing for me also. I would go to the actual page of Delta Airlines to try to find their number. I wouldn't try to find their number exactly on Google. I don't think we should over rely on Google for things like this. I think that is how a lot of people can get tripped up. But that's the story. It's a crazy story. If you are out there, you are using Google to find the airline's number or any number for that matter, please double check. Please go to the actual website and see what's happening there. It will save you a lot of pain, I'm sure. And if you see a number coming from a French phone number, run. Run in the opposite direction because it is wrong. Or maybe just don't answer the phone. But yeah, with that, we're going to move on to our next story. So we have on the docket coming up, Breeze Airways and how they are expanding their routes. And another story talking about the end of the Northeast Alliance. That is a sad story. Those stories coming up next. So we're going to move on to our next story. And this story is coming by a report from the Point Sky. It is Breeze Airways. I actually like Breeze Airways. They serve the under underserved areas. I was going to say underserved communities. I guess you can say that. So Breeze Airways, you could think of them in a similar vein of spirit. They are a low-cost budget airline that allows you to pay for all your other things. So be it your bags, your snacks, your seats, all the other auxiliary accessories that you might not want to pay for. They allow you to pay for it separately so you can get a cheaper flight. And the interesting thing about Breeze is that they actually focus on, like I was saying before, they focus on underserved areas. So I was actually talking to my friend and his father, and they were uh, coming out of, I'm not sure if it was uh, Norfolk or or Virginia Beach. I think it was Norfolk, which is uh, in Virginia. And they were able to find a Breeze flight that comes straight into New York. It wasn't to JFK. I think it was to Long Island. But still, the fact that it can get you to different places that are usually not in a hub is pretty powerful for those individuals. But anyways, uh, this is coming from something that's happening, that's happening in Florida. So I'm going to read the, uh, a little excerpt from the Point Sky. It goes on to say, low-cost Breeze Airways is expanding to uh, from Southwest Florida International Airport in Fort Myers, Florida. The airline will be adding nine routes from Fort Myers, all of them operating on a seasonal basis, bringing the total number of non-stop destinations served by the airline to 13. Now, a few of those places include Syracuse, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Louisville, Columbus, Ohio, Richmond, uh, Virginia. All of these places tend to be underserved from the bigger airlines. You think of your Deltas, your uh, Uniteds. They don't really have these direct routes. So for individuals who are living in these areas, this can be very advantageous for them. And also, I think for positioning flights, I think it's a great way to get a lot more positioning flights out of this. So good on Breeze Airways. The sad part is that it will be seasonal. It would be nice if it was a year-round thing, but I guess it makes sense given that they probably aren't making a lot of money during other times of the year. So it is what it is. Again, it serves a lot of underserved areas. Being Fort Myers is in the southwest of my, um, sorry, about to say Miami. <laughs> it, given that Fort Myers is in the southwest of Florida, which is does not get a lot of love. It is not near Tampa or near Orlando or near Miami. So it's really serving that community that might um, actually need it. And it's going to other communities that are 
um, underserved. So it might allow for more traffic and more communication and networking happening between um, those places. So if you're flying Breeze, this might be an option for you, especially if you're flying out of Fort Myers. This can definitely be an option for you. All right, so with that, we're going to be moving on to our story about the Northeast Alliance coming to an end. But before that, we're going to get into a story about a thousand strikers in London. Those stories are coming up. So before I get to my next story, I want to give a big shout out to Sledge from a Sledge Inc. team. He just reached 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. That is a big milestone, big accomplishment, especially for monetization, stuff like that. So congrats to you, Sledge. You know, just, just the beginning, you're making a lot more and I'm, I'm happy to uh, watch you grow. But with that, segue. We are now going to segue to 1,000 workers at Godwick Airport in London. They are going on strike, or they are planning on going on strike. Around 1,000 staff members at the uh, airport, the, uh, the LGW Airport, will be staging a walkout from July 28th to August 1st, 2023. And they'll do it again from August 4th through August 8th. And the strike will obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, and the strike will be taking place during uh, UK school holidays. So it won't be interrupting um, parents who have children. So they'll still be able to take care of that. And this can be a big issue for a lot of people flying on the budget airline, uh, Norwick, uh, sorry, Nordic Airlines or Airways. I can't remember which one it is. One of those two. People who are flying out of that, Norwick, uh, Nord, I keep saying Nordic, Nordic they fly in and out of Godwick. They don't go to Heathrow. So people who are flying on this airline, because I know it's a cheaper way to get to London, especially from the West Coast of the United States and also from the East Coast even, they're pretty cheap flights. So individuals that are taking this airliner, just be on the lookout that your flight might actually uh, have, the flight itself might not have problems, but getting to the airport, getting out of the checkout, if you're already in London, you're trying to go back home just you know you might need to give yourself a little bit more time given the striking going on i remember i was back in london i was there for new year's and i have never been to london before and this trip was special for me because i really wanted to go to stonehenge i really want to visit stonehenge but what happened was that the train conductors were on strike so it would, it would have taken me forever to get to stonehenge long story short i didn't end up going when I go back to London, I hope to go the next time. It is on my bucket list of things to do. But with all that being said, I am here for the working man. I am here for the striker. If they, especially in this economy, people need to get paid. You see striking happening everywhere. You see it happening in Hollywood. You see it happening with retail companies. You see it happening with warehouse companies like Amazon and stuff like that. Workers want to get paid. And this is not a podcast about leftist ideals and stuff like that. But I must say, I'm here for the worker and I'm here for them to get all of their coins because they deserve it. The regional officer of Unite, which is the body covering the worker, they say that strike action will inevitably cause severe delays, disruptions, and cancellations across Godwick's operations. This dispute is entirely of the company's own making. They had every opportunity to make our members a fair pay offer but they chose not to do so, which I am inclined to agree because you can just see it everywhere. Workers are 
rising up, be it in Europe, be it in the UK, be it in America, be it whatever. You got to pay people fair. And this is going to be a pain for a lot of travelers. I know, I know it is. So if you're traveling, just be prepared. This is going to be going on. Uh, plan accordingly. And while all this is going on, just also know that Galwick Airport will actually be hiring third-party ground landing crews as well as check-in companies to help them kind of ease the strike. But the union has been doing this since January, so it's been about seven months since this is going on. I haven't got a deal yet. I don't know when they'll be getting a deal. But in terms of the traveler, be prepared for this because it could affect your travels. With that, I am now going to move on to our next story, and that is the end of the Northeast Alliance. That story coming up. So this story comes from upgraded points, and it is following a ruling by a federal judge that JetBlue and American Airlines basically need to terminate their Northeast Alliance. So if you don't know what the Northeast Alliance is, it's basically a partnership between JetBlue and American Airlines where they basically have code sharing. You can buy uh, flights uh, for American Airlines on JetBlue and vice versa. It expanded out the number of routes that each company can now serve and everybody's happy. Everybody's getting a little bit of money and it's great for the customer because some of the routes might not be uh, available. But also, it kind of stifles competition. At least that's what they say. JetBlue, at this point, is trying to acquire Spirit Airlines. They think that this partnership that they have with American Airlines is actually stifling them when it comes to getting acquiring Spirit Airlines. So I think, I personally think, what they're doing, now let's back up here. American Airlines is basically the leader of One World, right? JetBlue is not part of One World. They just have their part that just they were part of the Northeast Alliance. So this does not actually stop JetBlue eventually becoming a member of One World Alliance. But I do think it's a business decision because JetBlue is trying to expand themselves to be the fifth largest airline carrier in the United States. And I am kind of biased. I like flying JetBlue's product. I will. I am kind of curious how it will match with Spirit. But at the end of the day, if business is business, and I think this is not the end. Actually, a YouTuber, uh, Matt Clawson, pointed out that this doesn't mean that JetBlue won't actually join One World in the future. It can't be ruled out. I think this is not an end. It's just a pause so that all of the paperwork can be done and that JetBlue will be able to join One World and you get the code sharing happening all over again and nothing to worry about. It's just, just great. I do hope that maybe JetBlue uh, can use its points to take maybe Alaska flights. Who knows? No, I don't actually see that happening. But that is something that is going on. We have one more story coming up, actually, and that is about the Credit Card Competition Act. So hold on for that. That is coming up next. So the final story I have today is a little bit of a rant for me. It's kind of BS. So this is coming from uh, the United States government. Senator uh, Dick Durbin and his colleagues are trying to pass the Credit Card Competition Act, which basically would require networks like Visa and MasterCard 
to basically allow for other networks to, or for vendors to allow other networks to use their system when they're using their cards. So it goes on to say, this is an excerpt from Dick Durbin's summary of the Credit Card Competition Act, which goes on to say, American consumers are worried about inflation and rising prices and credit card swipe fees are part of the problem. The Credit Card Competition Act of 2023 will enhance credit card competition and choice in order to reduce excessive credit card fees. It will require the largest credit card issuing financial institutions in this country, those with over $100 billion in assets, to enable at least two credit card networks to be on their credit cards instead of just one. And at least one of these networks must be a network other than Visa, MasterCard, Duopoly. Now, I'm going to call BS. I'm going to call BS for a couple of reasons. The first reason I'm going to call BS is because this is not this is nothing to do with inflation. And it's not going to lower prices. We've seen this with the debit cards. Prices have not lowered. This is not going to go. The consumer, the price of the transaction is already passed on to the consumer. So not not saving anybody any money here. Not lowering inflation by doing this. And on top of that, what other payment networks do you know out there? You have Visa, you have MasterCard, you have American Express, and you have Discover. Name another one for me. I'll wait. So who are they opening this up for? And most of the time, American Express isn't, I shouldn't say most of the time, but some of the time, American Express isn't accepted, nor is Discover accepted. So if you can't have music, uh, uh, MasterCard or Visa, who are you going to have? And maybe it might allow for smaller uh, networks to be recognized. I don't know, maybe, but I just think this is not in the best interest of the consumer. Obviously, I'm biased because I want to use those swipe fee points and miles that I get from it. But I think it's a it's a bunch of, of baloney smoke and mirrors. I don't think this is helping anybody. But uh, I will put a, a copy of the report in the description of this episode. But yeah, that is it for this week in points and travel. Thank you all for listening to this episode. And until next time, guys, peace. <laughs>